0: Could the national broadcast have been any more wrong talking about the Sixers the other night? I mean, were we even watching the same game? Plus, has the fire been put out on the Sixers-Celtics trade rumors? And we've got a preview of Thursday's Sixers-Raptors right now on Locked On Sixers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter. I've been covering NBA locker rooms for over a decade and just overall hoops fanatic. As I said on yesterday's debut episode, I am just... So excited to be here with you all covering your team. I can't wait to have some fun with you all season long. Feel free to shoot me a note on my Twitter account, at Serena Winters. If you have any show ideas, questions, guest ideas, I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Please follow, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts And while you're at it, if you feel so inclined to maybe leave a review and get those up, I know I would certainly appreciate it. Today's episode of Locked On 76ers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I've got to get this off my chest. You know, I picked this up when watching the Sixers Bucks game live the other night, but after the rewatch, I got reheated. This was in the fourth quarter. You've got 47 seconds left in the game when it was clear that the Joel Embiidless, Tobias Harrisless, Seth Curryless, the list goes on and on, undermanned Sixers were not going to get it done against the Bucks. And here's the national broadcast. I think with Philadelphia, not that this is breaking news by any stretch, but what this fourth quarter has shown, the need for a point guard to get them organized, to get them set up. This fourth quarter has shown us that the Sixers need a point guard? Did we even watch the same game? All right, first of all, I have respect for Ian Eagle and Reggie Miller and the national broadcast crew. I also understand having worked in that environment, live TV, covering a game. You've got producers in your ear and you've got graphics you've got to get to and all that. I know they had a Ben Simmons graphic that they probably wanted to get to. But let me tell you this. All that aside, the Sixers most certainly have needs. But that fourth quarter did not show us that the biggest Sixers need is a point guard. Firstly, what that showed us is they need their best players back on the court. I mean, to say that in the Bucs-Sixers game, where the Sixers did not have their top three scorers last night, One of which is only one of the best players in the NBA right now, indeed. I mean, they were out six players total, technically seven, including Grant Riller. And the eight guys that got to play last night They played their damn heart out. I gotta disagree last night did not show that the Sixers need a point guard. If anything, what last night showed was just further proof that these guys that are out there, they're just playing hard, man. They've got so much chemistry. So much chemistry. And I can say that because in my two years of Traveling with the team, being around them on a daily basis. Watching every single game. Eating, breathing, sleeping Sixers. I watched some of these recent games and that Bucks game in particular. And the chemistry that these guys have on the court out there is chemistry I've never seen. It's incredible. What the other night showed is these second unit guys, these third stringer guys, the guys off the bench, these are guys you want on your team. And when Joel Embiid comes back, Tobias Harris comes back. Seth Curry comes back. Matisse Thiebel comes back. You've got a really solid foundation. And that's really important. Sure, could the Sixers use an elite point guard in a trade? Of course. But that's not what that fourth quarter of that game showed us. Sixers needed bodies out there with those guys. But by the way, Sixers also got a point guard right now. He's young. And his name is Tyrese Maxey. And later on the show, we're going to get into whether or not with how good Maxi has been to start this season and all the trade rumors, if you're a Sixers fan, is Tyrese Maxie a guy that you think should be untouchable? But look back to this chemistry. It's a word that gets thrown around all the time in the NBA. And look, it's not just the NBA, it's in sports in general. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. It always gets talked about. I do think it's undervalued. And especially on teams with a lot of talent, big egos and big superstars. You need that. Because you're always going to have down days in the NBA. But if you have that foundation... Those down days don't matter as much. Because your teammates pick you up. And I've been around where the Sixers didn't have that. And right now, say what you want to say. It feels to me like the Sixers do have that. But speaking of the chemistry issues the past couple of years, let's do a little deep dive into the Ben Simmons-Boston Celtics rumors that started this week. But first, Bet Online AG is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action of this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Mine's craps, by the way. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Sham Sharania of The Athletics, stir in the pot. And if you're an NBA fan, you've got to love it. Sham's reporting on Monday on The Athletic. The Boston has engaged in conversations with the 76ers, but there is, and I quote, no traction as of yet on those discussions. Let me first start by saying that, of course, conversations should be happening on both sides. I mean, look, if players are available, if you're in basketball ops, you have to field those calls. Doesn't mean the side is interested. Not necessarily. But knowledge is knowledge, especially in negotiating. Knowledge is power. The more of it, the more opportunity you have to get a better trade done. That's how the game works. But the more interesting part of Shams' article was the part where he said a deal with the Celtics would have to include Jalen Brown going back to Philadelphia. First of all, if you're a Sixers fan, if that were the case, fantastic. I would make that deal all day long. But there's a reason the Boston Celtics fans were up in arms after the report came out. It'd be Jalen's 25 years old. He's a two-way wing. He's a guy with better defense than some other guys. The Sixers have been talked about targeting like a Bradley Beal or, you know, even a Damian Lillard. He can create his own shot. His shooting averages are solid. About 40% from three. Gets to the free throw line. But why would the Celtics do that? Why would they take away outside shooting for a player in Ben Simmons that, at the moment, teams don't really know what they're getting right now. And look, the Celtics are having their troubles. That is for sure. I mean, if you've already got players-only meetings early this early to start the season and we're all aware of Marcus Smart's comments about the lack of ball movement with Brown and Tatum, look, they've got their issues, that's for sure. But moving Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, that ain't one of them. Let me just quote John Corrales of Locked on Celtics, who knows The Celtics in and out who said on his podcast, no way in hell the Boston Celtics are trading Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. (laughs) Now, Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe reported that including Brown in a trade for Simmons would be a non-starter for the Celtics. Another interesting nugget in that same report, though, is that Ben Simmons would be interested in the Celtics. I mean, not that Simmons gets to choose where he's going to go. That's clear. The only reason that note would even be remotely of interest is just because if you are a team that's trading for a guy, you, in theory, want that guy to be in your city, play for your team. You'll get better production out of him. So that's the only interesting note with that there. Versus a guy who doesn't want to be in your city and play for your team, a la Ben Simmons. And we're seeing what's happening Letting that all play out. And then you've also got Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald saying that, per his league source, that report of the Celtics discussing a trade with Philadelphia for Ben Simmons is untrue. So a lot of stuff flying around out there right now. But look, Daryl Morey, adamant that the Sixers need difference makers, not role players for Ben Simmons. But the Celtics are unwilling to give up Brown or Tatum. So you would think the discussions would be more around guys like Marcus Smart and Robert Williams III. Because those are two guys that were rumored to be in trade talks before last year's deadline. But those aren't the superstars that Daryl Morey is talking about here. And just a side note, Marcus Smart can't even be traded until after January 17th, since he signed an extension this offseason. Now for the Celtics, I like Ben Simmons in Boston. I think that's interesting. Alongside Brown and Tatum, of course. But if a Sixers trade happens with Boston, it's got to be a three-team trade. It's got to be. Hypothetically, say you do a three-team trade with, let's say, the Lakers. Because Russell Westbrook is clearly having his struggles. So you do something like the Celtics sending the Lakers, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart. The Sixers get Westbrook. The Celtics then get Ben Simmons and Dwight Howard. Something like that. I'm just saying that if a Sixers trade happens with Boston, I would think it's got to be a three team trade. For now, Tyrese Maxey fitting in just fine as the Sixers point guard. But that also got me thinking. When the Sixers were in conversations to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, along with Matisse Thibel, were obviously in those conversations. So it'd be stupid not to think that Maxey is still in those conversations. So I would actually love to hear from the fans on this one. And we can discuss it in a later podcast. Shoot me a note on my Twitter account at Serena Winters. Should Maxie be considered untouchable? Would you be okay if the Sixers included him in a trade? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, coming up, could Tobias Harris be back in the lineup against the Raptors? But first, this episode of Locked on Sixers is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's is more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. You know, Maybe it's classmates meeting up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can just come to recharge. The place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Or if you're like me, I know I always stopped at Mickey D's for breakfast after a long weekend in Vegas with the crew. I just, I'm telling you, nothing hits just quite like those breakfast hash browns after a Las Vegas road trip. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Sixers Watch Party? I'm loving it. The Sixers taking on the 500, the 6-6 Toronto Raptors on Thursday night. The Raptors just lost to the Celtics on Wednesday night, so it's going to be a second night of a back-to-back for them. And if you watch any of that game against Boston, it was pretty rough. There was just some awful offensive decision-making, I'll say that. Now for the Sixers, this is their last game at Wells Fargo Center before heading on the road for a six-game road trip It is a long one coming up, so Sixers fans, hope you can get your team a win at home. But let's talk a little bit about this Raptors team. The Raptors, you know, they've missed a lot of shots to start this season, which might explain why they have one of the best offensive rebounding percentages in the league. They've been a really solid rebounding team to start this season, and That's going to be an area the Sixers are going to want to make sure that they don't let the Raptors get too in control of. However, multiple Raptors reporters saying that head coach Nick Nurse said Pascal Siakam will likely sit out against Philadelphia just to rest since it's a second night of a back-to-back. And obviously the Sixers don't have Joel Embiid. But the Raptors are still a team that... You don't want to take lightly. It's interesting, though, because both of these teams, the Sixers, as you guys know, I'm sure, the Sixers are dead last in pace. The Raptors are second to last in pace. With that being said, the Raptors, because they've been such a solid rebounding team, they can get those fast break points, and that's going to be an area defensively the Sixers are going to need to watch out for it. Now look, these are not the same Raptors that have given the Sixers nightmares for the past couple years. But you still don't want to take them lightly. You want to watch out for Ken Birch, who actually usually comes off the bench for Toronto and has just been a beast in the paint. And I remember when he was in Orlando, I didn't really think all that much of him. I'm not sure that he was really used properly there, but he's been on a roll and the Raptors locked him up. He's got a defined role. He's played really well in Toronto. And he's a guy the Sixers, they're going to want to watch out for. Now, as I mentioned, if you watch any of their game against Boston, or really most of their games this year, they're definitely a below average half court offense team. But as I mentioned earlier, because they're such a good rebounding team, they're able to take advantage of a ton of fast break points. So that's definitely an area the Sixers are going to watch out for, besides these two teams, which is kind of a funny storyline being the two slowest teams in the league. Now for the Sixers, Tobias Harris was upgraded to questionable in the latest injury report against the Raptors. He has missed the last six games after testing positive for COVID-19. And Doc hinted in the last press conference that Harris could be close to a return. So fingers crossed that he's ready to go and that the Sixers have him for that upcoming road trip as well. Now, the other guys that are in health and safety protocols, they are all still out. That's Joel Embiid, Isaiah Joe, Matisse Theibel. And then, of course, no Ben Simmons, Grant Riller out. And then Seth Curry, on the latest injury report, remember he has that left foot contusion and he missed the game over the Bucks because of that. He is currently still listed as questionable for the Sixers-Raptors game on Thursday night. A couple of things to watch out for in this game that I'm at least keeping my eye on I would love to see whether Tyrese Maxey can sustain his play. Now, I'm not asking for Maxey to, you know, have 17 first quarter points and finish with 31, but I'm just interested if he can sustain this. I mean, he's been just an energizer bunny, and he's played so well. I mean, one of my favorite stats that I've seen of him so far is in the last five games, he has 28 assists and two turnovers. That's it. For such a young guy, it really is impressive. And so I'd love to see him sustain his play against Toronto. Paul Reed, he's going to get some playing time again. And I'm not kidding. I'm still thinking about One of the blocks he had on Giannis the other night, where he was talking smack to him afterwards, would love for him to come out and show us what he showed the other night, because the Sixers could really use that. And look, I'm happy for him too. Him getting the playing time, he's taking advantage of the opportunity, and that's all you want to see. Furkan Korkmaz had a really, really, really rough night. Could not, could not shoot against the Bucks, and so you want to see him have a bounce back game and Cork's been really solid to start this season guys just have off nights and the other night was a huge one for him I think he was something like one for 12 so would love to see him bounce back and I'd love to see George Yang the minivan just continue to hit you know so those are some things that I am looking for in tonight's game Man, the Sixers are going to be on a six-game road trip soon. That's 13 days, so you want to see them get the win here at home. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Sixers. By the way, I'm going to be taking some questions, doing mailbags on future episodes. So, hey, please shoot me a note on Twitter if you want yours to be considered. It doesn't have to be about the Sixers. Anything that you're wondering, just let me know. We're back on Friday morning, so make sure to tune in. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. And if you're looking for some gambling insight, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. We'll see you tomorrow.